Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. I am tuning in live from Houston, Texas. Shout out to Texas. And today I want to show love to everyone that is viewing in from around the world. Please comment below where you're tuning in from. We've had an amazing, I think an overwhelming amount of people who are tuning in from Nigeria recently, as well as the UK, as well as shout out to the home state, Oakland, Oakland. So today I wanted to kind of get online and discuss with you all what I feel is it, you, you need in order to, to, to be a rock star in your career and really have a, a good guiding light in terms of a roadmap of where you want to go. So today I actually was supposed to have a guest on, but today is really going to be about us, right? We're going to be talking about how do you define and create a roadmap for your career? How do you define and create a roadmap for your career? And I want to start by asking some of you who are tuning in from Cali, San Luis, shout out to Tom, Sophie, Sage, Steven, shout out to Steven, who's a frequent viewer. You know, how have some of you defined your career roadmap? Do some of you know what your career roadmap is? Please comment below and I'll show you some love. So I'll give you some time so you guys can comment below. I hope you all are thinking. Save. All right. So shout out to Miriam who's watching from Muscat, Oman. I love Oman. Miriam, what's up? Roadmap equals what's your story? Where's your story going? Tom, I love that, man. That's a really great way to frame a roadmap. Desheka is tuning in from Georgia. And this is not this is not the Georgia in the US. This is this is the other Georgia. Where is Georgia at, Desheka? Can you please let us know where Georgia is at? That's actually a, is this is not Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> right? Let us know, Desheka, which Georgia are you talking about? <laughs> Tom Neary, it's true, reverse engineering. And we're going to touch on that a little bit. So I think what's so fascinating is that building a career roadmap is often encouraged to look at it from a standpoint of what position do you want or how much money do you want to make or oh, what kind of car do you want to drive, right? By what do you like, right? You know, we often tell people to look at a career roadmap from this standpoint of what's what's the material gain. Oh, Desheka is tuning in from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Desheka. Mrs. Moore, you're awesome. But the reality is that you have to think about your career roadmap, not from a, you know, what am I going to own perspective, but more importantly, who do I want to become? And like Tom mentioned, what's my story, 
right? What do I want my story to be when it's all said and done? And I think sometimes death is is a is a scary thing for people to think about. But really, what what will be my fate and what what will be my destiny? How am I going to be able to create my destiny through my career? Because often when I talk to people about their careers, what I find is that they're not even thinking about their careers. They often just think from the standpoint of I have a job <laughs> in this life. I, and I have these roles. Maybe I'm a mother or maybe I'm a son or maybe I'm a boyfriend or I'm a husband. And then I go to work and I'm just, you know, I'm Tom, who's a program manager at, let's say, Amazon. Right. But they don't necessarily have a concrete idea of what is my career? Like, what is it? What, did, what do I what do I want to stand for in my career? What is the type of value that I want to create for the world? And I think what I really want to do in this episode of the Unleashing the Future of Work series is really break down, uh, I think, a really powerful framework for how I want you to think about forming your career roadmap. And I want us to do this exercise together, forming this career roadmap so you can be successful, be flexible, too, in your career roadmap. But really, at the end of the day, remain fulfilled in what you're doing. Now, one of the things I talk about often is fulfillment and career growth. And I talk about this because I do believe that everyone has the ability to do the work that they care about. I truly believe that. Shout out to Shivani, who's saying healthcare program management from smaller company to larger, more well-known company, adding additional certifications is applicable. Shivani, that is awesome. That's awesome. I love that. That is one of the things that you have in your career roadmap. That's really, really cool. But yeah, one of the, uh, as I was saying, I think that one thing that we really need to realize is that you have the ability, you have all of the control within you to lead a fulfilling career. And there's really nothing stopping you from doing so. So what I really want to challenge you all today is when I share this framework with you is how can you apply it to start designing your career and more importantly, to move towards the North Star of where you want to go. So that is the first tip I really want to give you all. Determine where you want to go. Right now, Tom is is going in in the comments. Shout out to Tom, the homie. Ideally starts in the home. Parents teaching their kids what they're good at and what will allow them to add value and find purpose. Tom, that is so true. Tom is also saying if that doesn't happen, you're 30, 40 years old. Start learning about yourself. Man, that is deep. And some people don't really realize what they want their career to be about until like they're 50, Tom. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's because we don't teach this stuff in school. And we definitely don't teach you when you go into the real world. It's more so you figure it out by yourself or you find really good mentors who guide you. And we're going to touch on that a little bit. Tom also mentions take strengths, finders, personality tests, et cetera. What are your gifts and abilities? So, Tom, I would love for you to share a little bit about what's your strengths finder, man? You know, what have you found has been your greatest abilities? Put it in the comments below. And shout out to Endithan, who is an associate product manager at Cisco. She meant he or she mentions, because I can't see a picture, being congruent with your actions and words is pivotal to being fulfilled. I agree 130%. So number one, know where you want to go. And for me, one of the things I've often told people is you, you won't know where you want to go unless you feel as if you can visualize it mentally and more importantly that you know it's achievable and the reality is that anything's achievable 
Like, right, while we're living on Earth, we have limitless potential. But knowing where you want to go isn't necessarily saying that I have to determine a position title or I have to determine what I'm going to own in like three to five years within my career or I have to determine what I'm going to be wearing. Right. Or like where I'm going to be living. Nor where you want to go is more say determining. I know that in by year five or, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to be creating this type of impact. And I think that's the hard thing. It's not a matter of like who or what position is or so what type of impact you'll be leaving in five years. That's harder to determine, right? Because people could tell you, I want to, in 30 years, I want to be a senior VP for a specific company. And I'm, that's going to be my goal. And I mean, that's a good goal to have. It's okay. But I think a more challenging goal is to say, like, let's say there is no position title. Let's say everyone, let's say, like, companies completely forget a position title, right? Or things, or just stuff happens, right? Let's say that you were able to frame your where you want to go as in, in three to five years, I want to ensure that I am working with two to three communities of color and more importantly, that I have grown as a strategic level director in my current role by learning A, B, and C and picking up specific skills or strengths, right? Like that's where that's where I want to go. There's no position title kind of like demarcating, oh, you've achieved it. Because the reality is that even if you did have a position title and you reach that, you're still going to want to grow, right? You're still going to say, okay, what's the next position title? What's the next position title? And what's the next position title at all? And, you know, I think for, for some people, position titles are like this really good marker for them in terms of career growth. But a stronger, like a more challenging and more motivating pull, I think, for forming a career roadmap and creating clarity around where you want to go is completely saying, what type of impact do I want to have by then? Right. So, for example, for me, when I was at, at UT Austin and I was going to school and getting my master's degree, you know, I was working about three jobs at that time, literally juggling school as well at the same time, juggling, you know, just trying to survive. And for any of you who have gone to school and you've been a master's student, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's chaotic, right? It's not easy at all. But one of the things that I really told myself throughout that entire process while at UT Austin and going to school was that, you know, in two to three years, I want to be able to be doing the work that I love, you know, in product management and building something that I care about, working on something I care about. I didn't necessarily know, you know, exactly where or, you know, what position title I would have. You know, I was open for, for life to give me kind of like an interpretation of where to go and kind of like the sense and respond. But I was more so very specific on the fact that I'm currently getting this education and I want this education to lead me to building something. And to really like pursuing my passion. And really what I actually discovered was that when I like latched on to that's the type of impact that I want to have, I was motivated by the type of impact. I was motivated by, oh, man, I want to be able to reach maybe a million people by, you know, by building products or by or by, you know, stretching and applying my know how in artificial intelligence, because I was really passionate about that and studying that at the time. So that was my guiding course. And that really led me to being active in terms of creating content, building community. And more importantly, my, my purpose statement, which I, I've shared with many of you all uh, in the Unleashing the Future of Work community before, you know, my purpose statement of really strengthening bonds through compassionate action was also kind of like a motivator for me, too. So I had this kind of 
outcome impact that I really wanted to have on the world. And at the same time, I was being motivated and being driven by my 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 personal purpose and mission statement. So all of that really allowed me to eventually get get opportunities to work with Google. It allowed me to get an opportunity to work with Microsoft, one of the um, one of the top tech companies in the world. It allowed it led me to meeting some amazing people when I formerly worked with WeWork. And it even led me to finding my amazing co-founder, Taban Cosmos at Guide, right? And it led me to building the mentors and mentees community. It led me to doing all of these different things that I didn't necessarily necessarily write on paper. It was just more so things that I did because they tied back to my affinity and the long-term where I wanted to go, right? So determining where you want to go, once again, it doesn't have to be through this idea of saying that I have to be this person or I, I need this specific role. It's more so what type of impact do you want to lead on the, leave on the world? Because I think that's the, the more challenging question that people don't answer because they'll answer. They'll tell you, I want to make 500K. I want to make 800K or something. I want to be a millionaire by 30, which is cool. But they never tell you what type of impact that they want to have because to be the reality is that you know like money will only fulfill you to the point in which you achieve that ceiling and then there's more money you want and then there's more money you want and then there's more money you want so you know that's that's a never ending fallacy in a sense so i want to challenge you all to when you're trying to determine where you want to go what type of impact do you want to have that's the challenging question so shout out to aditan Who's saying being congruent in your actions was again and words is pivotal. I agree with you. Uh, Olua Bukola says, I totally agree. Deciding on the kind of impact you want to make with your life can be a great roadmap, even before you figure it out. I agree 100%, Mrs. Shaba. And I think the next one I really want to touch on with you all is finding the tools that you need in order to get to where you want to go. Now, what do some of y'all think about when I say tools? I would love to get y'all thoughts on this. When I say tools, what do you, what do some of you all think about? Because I'm sure I'm going to get a, a variety of different answers and perspectives here. So I'll give y'all time to maybe put your answers and thoughts in the comments. Tools. So when 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 I'm thinking about tools, I'm really thinking about it from the standpoint of what are the skills. And more importantly, what are the areas of expertise that you need, right, to get to where you want to go? So Shivani is saying mentors. I love that. I love that. That's true. That is a good point. And we're actually going to touch on that. That's going to be one of my next points, right? So tools could be a mentor, <laughs> skills, right, a book, uh, expertise, and, you know, tools could even be you you changing your environment. It can actually even be you changing your environment because our environment really actually di di dictates our progress, right? And when a great example for that is for me, ever since I moved to the Bay Area to kind of pursue my passion for tech and, you know, to to just learn in that in that in that network, you know, I'm learning all kinds of things. You know, I, I stay motivated. And I think even just the environment being in, in the Bay Area has been uh, as act as, as a tool and a catalyst for me to, to to be hungry about you know my passion for technology. So for me as a technologist, just just being in that environment makes me 
a better leader. It makes me a better thinker. And it even allows me to really just stay up to date and what's going on in tech because there's so many people who are passionate about it, right? In the Valley. So sometimes a tool could be even your environment. So, you know, I want you all to think about tools from a more, not from a very linear fashion from this, but this abstract fashion that it can be a person, it can be an environment, and it can even maybe be an opportunity that leads you to that growth spurt or that next stage in your career, right? So even think about think about a job as a tool. Think about a job as just a tool that will get you to where you want to go and the type of impact that you want to create. So shout out to Ms. Saba for saying, Shaba for saying skills and shout out to Shivani for saying mentors. And Shivani is adding a few more amazing gems, webinars, courses, podcasts, like the Unleashing the Future of Work live online podcast. Absolutely true. Or like John and I's Break Into Big Tech course, which you can check out on breakintobigtech.com. You know, these are all tools that should lead you to, to creating some sort of outcome. And some of these tools can help you with motivating you, you know, providing you with knowledge or even just like a companion, right, as in a mentor that will guide you and ensure that you're going in the right direction. And I think that leads me to my third point of finding a guide. I think, you know, as Shivani was mentioning, from webinars to courses to podcasts to, to, to mentors, all of these things are almost kind of guiding you into a certain direction. But when I when I when I'm talking and mentioning find a guide, I want to I want to be very specific on this. Find an actual guide, like find someone that can be a coach, mentor, or even more importantly, when when one that we don't one one type of guy that we don't talk about often is sponsor. Find a sponsor. Find someone that can be kind of almost a benefactor to the growth that you want to see and the path you want to go. Right. In terms of the, the type of impact you want to create, maybe five years down the line or 10 years down the line. And really, when you really find this guy, make sure that you're also giving value back to them as well. So one of the guys for me early in my career, when I was living in Austin and I was working as a user experience designer for one of these really amazing ad agencies called GSDNM, shot to if anyone from GSDNM is currently tuning in and watching UTFO live. You know, I was working with two amazing leaders called Derek and Maria. And for me, one of the things that was so profound about working with them is that early on in my career, they showed me what great, genuine and almost like um, empowering, empowering leadership looks like. Right. You know, they never talked down at me. They never they never. They never tried to overwork me, right? Like, because I was early in my career, so it's easy to have managers tell you, like, we want you to work extra hours more than you need to. You know, they always listen to me if I ever had like insights or if I was learning something new in terms of in the marketing space or even in the tech space. And in my role, they really gave me a lot of freedom and agency to to mold it, you know, to make to make it what I wanted it to be. And one of the things that you know that experience left on me left this huge imprint in the sense of like. That's the type of leadership that I want to, and that's the type of leader that I want to be, right? And more importantly, they sponsored me in a sense, right? Where they enc encouraged me to find mentors within the agency that we were working within. And they gave me big projects to where I can continue to learn. 
And the funny thing is, is that like I wasn't even a full time employee <laughs> with this company. I was just an intern, but I was really good at what I was doing. And like, I mean, I was working hard enough to ensure that I could maybe get a full time role. I, I never really worked with GSDNM full time, but that learning experience was almost one of my my first forays in corporate America. And seeing exactly, you know, what does corporate America look like? Is it a space for me? And you know, what type of what type of people would I would I meet? Right. So one of the things I I really took away from that experience was that, you know, it's really the people, the guys like a Maria and a Derek that make an experience for you, no matter where you work. And they will. And it's really them being intentional and looking out for you in terms of where you want to go in your career that will allow you to grow. So I actually think finding a guide, whether it be a sponsor, a mentor or even a coach can be a guide is really crucial to helping you reach that that impact that you want to reach and that that place you want to go. So I want to show love to the amazing people commenting right now on this live online podcast and love to all of the 23 people who are viewing. I appreciate you, your attention, your time. Olua Bukala, Mrs. Shaba is saying, wow, I've never thought of it from the benefactor point of view before. That's a light bulb moment for me. Mrs. Shaba, I'm so happy that I am helping you with you know, realizing that you need a guide and you need someone that that will be that's willing to be a benefactor for you. And I want to ask you all, please share this live online episode within your network. If you are finding it valuable and you believe someone else within your network will find it, will find it valuable. Shout out to my boy Hafiz, who's tuning in and he's an awesome stellar product manager working with one of the top automotive companies in the world. So shout out to my boy Hafiz. But yeah, please share this with your network and feel free to tag me on some of the notes that you took on this live online episode. Once again, one of the things that one of the three things that we went over so far in terms of helping you determine and 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 really crystallize on your career roadmap is determine where you want to go. Make sure that you find Make sure that you find the tools that you need to get there. And these can be webinars, people, mentors, things of that nature. But more specifically, find a truly a guide, someone that is kind of going to going through this journey with you, but has already maybe achieved it or is coming from a tangential point of view. Maybe they're not they're not necessarily maybe trying to go where you want to go, but they want to help you get there. Right. So finding a guide is really, really critical. And sometimes, you know, our most intimate and most, you know, valuable guides are our parents. So maybe it could be your mom or your dad. So think about that. So shout out to my boy, Tom, who says, look up Brad Smith on LinkedIn, lives in Netherlands with Anchor Coaching. Shout out to you, Tom, for plugging in Brad. Make sure you check Brad out if you're looking for a guide. Sybil is definitely sharing this with her network. Thank you, Sybil, or her or his network. I can't see your face, so I don't know if you're he or she, but thank you so much, Sybil, for tuning in. I appreciate you for sharing this with your network. And shout out to you for being a stellar customer success consultant. So with that said, you know, one of my last points I want to make with you all, we touched on determining where you want to go. We've touched on finding the tools that you need. And we've also touched on really looking for a guide. I think the last one I want to really mention, and I want you all to take this to heart, is being flexible and open to changing your route. Being flexible and open to changing your route. This is pretty important. I want y'all to write this down. Write this down. Make sure you share this.
with a friend, your mom, with your dad, with that one friend who hates their job and doesn't know how to get out of it and you know keeps asking you like what do I do what do I do make sure you share this be open to changing your route because I think what people believe is that when something's not working that they have to settle into this fixed method of oh I'm just going to continue following this routine I'm going to continue not feeling fulfilled in this job I'm going to continue just slaving away for this manager that doesn't really like me, which is often the reason why most people leave jobs, not because they don't feel as if they have the growth opportunities. It's more so that their managers that they're working with don't want to grow them and they don't feel as if they're growing at all, right? So they they make either lateral leaps or just, they just exit completely. So you have to be open to changing your route and and, and understanding that you are, you are in the driver's seat. You're not a passenger in your career. You are the, the driver. Like you are going as fast as you want to go and you can go as slow as you want to go and you can even just stop going. And that's OK, because there, there, there are times where you we don't need to be going too fast. Right. And then there's times where we just need to find some harmony, stay balanced and just chill maybe in our careers. That's OK. Right. People take sabbatical years. You know, people take parental leaves. You may need to raise a child. All of these things are a factor in our careers. So it's OK when we want to go fast, maybe really, really aim for the outcomes we want to achieve. And then it's OK for us to say, I just want to pause and th- take things slow. But I think the most important thing that I want to empower and 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 really drive home with you all is you need to be open to changing your route and being flexible and flexibility and adaptability is something i believe is a core function and skill for people who are creating a career roadmap that they believe in understanding that it may not look exactly like what you envisioned once maybe you achieve that that end goal in a few months or a few years But that understand that there might be opportunities that come your way that you need to follow through on because they'll lead you in the same direction or that when when things aren't working with a job, it's okay to exit. Right. Or, you know, when 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 you don't feel as if you you, you're feeling it like it's, it's you're not feeling that level of fulfillment. It's okay to exit. Right. So here's one of the habits I want you to all to kind of apply to ensure that you're open to changing your route every single week do something different literally do something different as in a sense where i know some of you all maybe in one year two years three years you know maybe you're looking to move you're looking for a promotion or whatever or you're looking for you're looking to build your personal brand right whatever the goal is within your roadmap what are you doing differently every single day that can in a sense maybe create a, a, a level of positive friction to get you there, but it's not the same thing you've always been doing. And a good example is, a good example of this, just this is a, a pure practical habit, is maybe learning something new that is completely unrelated to your wheelhouse or your area of expertise. Maybe, and that can inform your perspective, right? So I know maybe some of you are really investing in personal development or your, your area of expertise, such as marketing, product management, whatever it is. Or customer success. But what if you learn something about, let's say, organizing an event? So maybe you can organize an event in your local community, 
right? Something that's like not related to something that you think you should be knowing, but it could help, right? And this is just something to allow you to be more flexible in thinking about how do you achieve whatever goal you want. That's one, right? Another habit that I really want to encourage you all to do, and this is one that I practice, I practice, is meet someone, talk to someone that is not in your area of expertise. Talk to somebody that doesn't come from your background. They don't under, they may not come from your culture. They also have no idea what you do <laughs> in your role. Like they could probably not even explain to you what a job description for your role is, right? Talk to people in different industries, right? And just ask them, like get to know them. See how maybe you all can add value, collaborate because what you'll see is that th- these types of kind of like dynamic interactions and unexpected interactions, they create positive friction that could lead you to new opportunities that are really well aligned with your goals, right? And I I think people often forget that, you know, business, relationships, life is a matter of, you know, creating possibilities. It's not not being static, not thinking in the same way or doing the same thing every single day. I don't know, at home due to COVID-19, right? I've been stuck at home as well. But I've tried every single day to talk to somebody new, learn something new, make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm switching up the routines in my day, being flexible, right? Because I don't, I, no one enjoys, no human being enjoys the mundane, same old, same old every single day. We just don't. Like, that's not, that's not human nature. We enjoy meeting people. We enjoy learning new things. We enjoy growth. And to a degree, we actually enjoy change when it's gradual, right? So when, when it comes to being open and changing your route, you have to think about how do I create opportunities and possibilities with people or even in my own daily habits that allow me to learn something new that can, one, inform where I want to go, but also I need to have the know-how and the confidence to know when something's not working, maybe with a job or a project that I'm pursuing and let it go, right? Let it go and say, okay, what's next? What's my next learning opportunity? So I want to really encourage you all to do that. Shout out to Tom who says journal about what brings you life and it can be super helpful in finding new routes. Tom, you're awesome, man. Dude, I love you, Tom. You're great. Sorry if I missed this earlier, Tim, but did you mention personality tests? What's your thoughts on those in terms of figuring out what impact you want to make? I think they're pretty good. I've taken some before. You know, I mean, you can only take so many, right? (laughs) Like there's the Enneagram um, there's the Myers-Briggs. I think they're pretty important. I think what they help people do is characterize, you know, what their strengths are and sometimes even their values. I, I One of my favorite, it's not a personality test. I love the five love languages. That's just a great test just in general, because I think often what people, what people, what we need to know from a human to human interaction standpoint is how do people embrace love and how do people show love? And what, what's so really interesting about the, the love language is that your love language is often how you want to show up in the world and often the type of leader you are, right? Like, are you the type of leader that is that does a lot of acts of service? So that means you being very service oriented is very natural to you. So you're always looking to give, give, give. Um, but even are you the type of person where you need to be comforted? So, you know, feeling like you're in spaces of community where, you know, there is physical interaction. That's pretty important for you. So it kind of gives you a, a great psychology on how someone, one, wants to be recognized and appreciated, but also, you know, what type of leader that they are and, you know, kind of like what, how do they, how do they want to show up in the world? So I, I really, really love the five love languages. Sybil, make sure you check it out if you've never 
checked it out before. So Winifred is talking about what about participating in mastermind sessions to tap into collective wisdom? I think that's actually a powerful, powerful method, Winifred. I have not been a part of a mastermind before, but I will say that the mentors and mentees community that I built is it's a mastermind community of amazing people. But I've never really paid for a mastermind. But I do think that they're valuable, you know, given the people who are organizing it and the, the people involved. You know, any any opportunity where knowledge is flowing, people are sharing, people are giving. It's not just a matter of taking and creating abundance with each other. You know, to your point, Winifred, that collective wisdom, it can go a long way to supporting you and motivating you as well, you know, because as human beings, we all need an accountability partner in a sense uh, that makes us better and that we can grow with. So whenever I think masterminds are pretty cool. So I encourage you to, to invest in them if you find them valuable. Hafiz says five love, five love languages are really good one, especially for couples. Hafiz, you're, you're preaching here, man. Agreed, man. If you are in a relationship, make sure you check out the five love languages for sure. Shout out to Sybil, who will be definitely checking this out. So I would love if you all have any questions, feel free to ask them or even any statements. You know, as we round off, I want to show you all some love in the comments. And once again, please share this live online episode of Unleashing the Future of Work with your amazing, amazing network, because there's definitely somebody that needs this information. So I want to show love to the people on Facebook. My homegirl, Rublin, is saying, you know, I, I direction for sure is really important when it comes to your career roadmap, experience, guidance, and being around people you want to be like. Yeah, people that can you can role model off of and that, you know, their influence matches your influence and you all can create abundance together. I agree with you, Rubelin. I agree. You got to find your, your own posse, your own community, your tribe as uh, what's his name? What's what's that one marketer's name? That's really, really good. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I forgot his name. He wrote a purple cow. I know some of you know him. If you know the marketer I'm thinking about. Make sure in. I remember it. Seth Godin, right? Who are part of your tribe. That's so important. Shout out to mentors and mentees. That is the home tribe. So Allison is also mentioning my strengths were strategic maximizer, input, futuristic, and intellection. I know Allison personally. Those are definitely her strengths. She is amazing at what she does. You know, check out her business and follow her on LinkedIn. Shout out to Mrs. Tedford. She is awesome. Shout out to my homie Elijah, who's viewing in from Nijat. What's up? What's up, Elijah? How are you doing, man? Thank you for tuning in to this episode. So Tom is mentioning. So these are our, our, you know, the final say. Shout out to Tom for tuning in and paying attention throughout this live episode. You know, <laughs> he mentioned Gary V. I was actually thinking about Seth Godin, Tom. You're hilarious, man. <laughs> so Tom, you know, Tom's saying Enneagram taught me so much about myself I had never seen. Soul architecture was super helpful to help navigate my results on the Enneagram. You know what, Tom? I'm going to actually check out that. Like, I've never checked out the soul architecture thing. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds something fat. Some that sounds really fascinating and uh, in my wheelhouse. So, I'll definitely check that out, Tom. So, if you all have any questions on, you know, what we talked about today in terms of really building that career roadmap, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Seriously, if you have any questions and I would love to, you know, send you a quick reply, you know, give you some support however I can. I think it's really important that we talk about, you know, our career roadmap. 
due to the fact that it's something we don't teach in school and something that often, you know, organizations fail of instilling this mindset of being flexible and being proactive in your careers. And I think any organization or, you know, anything that you're a part of that's encouraging you and challenging you to seek, you know, the momentum and growth that you want in your career, that's a great organization. That's a great tribe to be a part of. And I want to show love to the mentors and mentees community. If you're interested in joining the mentors and mentees community, check us out on Facebook. We are a powerful over a hundred thousand plus member community that is scattered all over the world that is strengthening each other and looking to ensure that we all grow together and achieve career fulfillment because the goal is career fulfillment y'all not just career satisfaction not just career progress but what i like to call career fulfillment so make sure you check out the mentors and mentees a guide community and i want to show love to my boy hafiz what are your thoughts about those especially new to the work environment who struggle from cognitive flexibility in the workplace and how they can overcome it over over how they can overcome it over time man that's a really great point so cognitive flexibility to Hafiz's point, and I want to touch on Hafiz's question because he's a he's a longtime viewer and he's an awesome guy. You know, cognitive flexibility is being open to change, especially when the organization requires it and when the market is dictating it. Right. So some people really get stuck in a routine to Hafiz's point when it comes to being new in the work environment or even not even being new to the work environment, being conditioned to the work environment, right? And their routines and not understand it. Yeah, you got to change things up. Like you got to think about how do you iterate? How do you improve? How do we maybe transfer this knowledge? Or, you know, how do we how do we bring in some some new perspective? I believe, Hafiz, is that, you know, when it went in terms of helping people accustom, get accustomed to change, you know, you don't challenge them or you don't ridicule them. I think you incentivize them, one. And two, you you paint a picture of why change is beneficial in terms of greater outcomes and even so like at an organization level, but also at the individual level, right? Because no one ever changes, never people don't change things. So like, so they can make other people's life better or worse. And if you are that type of person that sucks, you shouldn't be that type of person, but you, you kind of always have to have this mindset of open-mindedness and you really cultivate that. If you start really developing your emotional intelligence, I found. Right. So people that you, you you see that don't have a high level of op- emotional intelligence, they suck at being open minded. They aren't flexible. Like they are just very like they're stuck in just like their way of thinking, whether it be the industry that they come from or the years of expertise that they have. They've never really developed this emotional intelligence to say, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe I may not agree with that point, but I see that perspective. Right. All right, I, I I may not like fully like that might not be like fully my understanding of the world, but I see where that person is coming from because I have the level of emotional intelligence to understand that this person's perspective may not exactly be right because we're not like the right or wrong is you know the world is not just black, not just white. It's always like there's a there's always a great a midpoint that we all can achieve together. But you have to kind of have this level of emotional intelligence to say that I have the level of open mindedness to know that you know what that. I, I this change isn't natural to me, but I'm open to listening and following along gradually, adapting, 
right? So cognitive flexibility, I think, is one of the most important skills that Hafiz that we can drive with the people that we work with, especially early in their careers, because often it's assumed that early career professionals are incredibly cognitively flexible. They're super adaptive because they're super creative. And I think that's a that's a huge generalization because I think even you have some early career professionals who go into the workforce and they have no idea how things function. Like they don't even know how to manage themselves. Right. So you have to kind of like condition them and tell them like, like, this is how you do this and you have to train them. And then like they end up losing this ability to think abstractly and, and be open minded because they're like, oh, OK, this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my function and I'm just going to be married to it. So I think we have I think we really do that is by driving. What we do is we drive the importance of EQ. We really do of, of thinking beyond your scope, your function and understanding that gradually, you know, you have to accept change little by little and bite sized chunks uh, as we as we as we perceive it. So, Hafiz, that was a really great question, man. Thank you so much for asking that question, bro. You are awesome for that. So Tom is saying Soul Architecture is an online book. I'll send you a link. Please send it. Send me a link, Tom, and send me any audio books that you think would be awesome to consume around soul architecture. Mrs. Shaba is saying, thank you for this. I'll definitely take you up on doing something outside my comfort zone and meeting people in, our, in other areas. Great chat, great chat, a guiding deed. Thank you so much, Mrs. Shaba. You are amazing. Sybil Love. I love that last name, Sybil Love. Doing something different can create opportunities you totally do not expect, but others see your talents. Preach it, Sybil. And with that said, I want to wrap up with you all. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, UTFOW community. I appreciate you and love you. Once again, you know, determine where you want to go. Find, tool, find the tools that you need to help you get there. And these can be people, webinars, courses, and even maybe a change of environment scenery. Find a trustworthy guide that, you know, maybe has achieved where you want to go, the success or the impact that you want, but also maybe someone that comes from a completely different world. And then last but not least, being open to changing your route, being flexible and adaptive. And you really chisel this habit by almost in a sense, I like the way the way I like to term this is creating a little bit of chaos in your day every single week. Right. Like do something different, something that you're not used to. Right. Something that's completely that will make you uncomfortable. And often, you know, that simply for people could be talking to someone that doesn't come from where they come from, that doesn't look like them, doesn't have their same culture, doesn't have the same role, isn't 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 their teammate at work. Like really do something. Pitch somebody that makes you like, oh, my God, if I could talk to this person, if I can, you know, work with this person, it would be really cool. Right. So do something that brings a little bit of chaos to your week, to your day, but could potentially lead to a great opportunity. So that is it in summary. Thank you all so much, Unleashing the Future of Work community, for tuning in. Last but not least, if you're interested in being a guest or sponsor on the Unleashing the Future of Work live online podcast, please, please, please check out utfow.com, utfow.com. I love, love, love having amazing guests on the show who can talk about really brilliant things. And most importantly, having amazing sponsors on the show who want to get their message out to the world, get their brand out to the world as well. So check out utfow.com and also realize that this is UTFOW, a guide podcast. We are really excited for everyone that tunes into these episodes and are amazing 
and our amazing, amazing community that we are growing. So shout out to the Unleashing the Future of Work community. Make sure you check out Mentors and Mentees. And also, last but not least, check out breakintobigtech.com. If you're interested, if you are a non-technical professional and you want to get and you want to start a technical career in tech, check out breakintobigtech.com. It is the course that my really good friend John and I are doing to help non-technical professionals get jobs in, in, in the emerging tech industry. Please check it out if you really need support with that. We are here to help you. With that said, Unleash the Future Work community, thank you for your attention, your time, and your energy. All of your questions, out to Tom, shout out to Timothy, shout out to Sybil, shout out to Mrs. Shaba, shout out to Sybil again and Hafiz. You all are amazing. Shout out to Winifred. You all are great. Please let me know if you have any questions in my comments or in the DMs, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. With that said, peace, love, and harmony. Bye, y'all.